0: All right. We're good. So what's up, everybody? We're back with 619. And let me tell you that we started from the bottom and now we're here. here. So let's let me give you uh, a little bit of a heads up on where we're at right now. So we're in the MLB Central uh, Central. place. Where are we? The MLB.com place. There we go. I got a thumbs up through the glass window and we're in a recording booth and uh, we got laptops, looking things here. We got TV monitors. Yeah, huge floor, wires in front of us. We got. I feel like Mike and Mike in the morning. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We got four TVs all come together, but there's one picture. So like it's four TVs, but one picture. And it's what's the, the picture of Nicholas? So it's the picture of Shane. Uh, it, it's 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 Shane and myself in the broad, in the broadcast broadcasting yeah, booth broadcasting in room. in Comerica Park where we did our first episode when we were kind of putting all this together and and uh me holding up a little note sheet on our first outline
1: mm-hmm. we don't even use an outline. <laughs> we, we don't even use an
0: outline anymore our podcasts are a lot like bob ross's uh paintings we just wing it and it kind of just it just happens it just happens you know it's just happy clouds and happy trees <laughs> no mistakes just happy accidents <laughs> So, so what do we got on the agenda, Nicholas? So on the agenda, first off today, we're going to talk about uh, just how cool. Let's talk about our interview, our scrapbooking little piece that we did right now. And what, what well, we how did.
1: do you think you did on your scrapbook?
0: I did pretty good. I, I think I did good. So the reason I Let think I did... Let me tell you
1: something about your scrapbook. Okay, go ahead. Every picture that you put on your scrapbook, the corners, they like matched up perfectly. Yeah. You know, like, you remember the cube thing? Yes. <laughs> like, I think that this scrapbook, we could make our own cube out of it because the... The pi- every picture that you did was like perfectly like mashed up and perfect rectangles, right? And then every one that I did, none of the pictures were straight. None of them matched. They were all
0: tilted. So if you, look at, if you look at my scrapbook page compared to yours, it would say that my house is probably more organized than yours. You think? Maybe. I mean, it depends on, on how, you know, like if my organization on my pages leaks into every other aspect of my life. Okay. I'm gonna admit it does not. <laughs> fortunately, but if it did, you know I would never lose anything. What? What? Do you ever lose anything? Well, I don't lose stuff, but I misplace stuff all, all the time, <laughs> all the time. And then I'll have my—I'll leave the car keys next to the refrigerator or in the closet or wherever, and I'm just walking around, just
1: so aggravated. okay. So when you get home, you walk in your door. You have your car keys, your wallet, and your phone. They're all in your pockets. Yeah, I do the three tap. Right. Three <laughs> I do the same tap. <laughs> three tap. And if, and if you're on the road, you got to do four taps because the key's in my back pocket,
0: my room key. Uh, my room key is in my wallet. I have a designated slip for my room key in my wallet. I have a designated back right pocket for my room key.
1: Three taps. Okay, so
0: same, same, but okay. different.
1: But different. Okay, so my question is, you walk into your house. You just parked your car. You got out. You locked it. You walk into your home. Okay. You got your phone, your wallet, and your keys. What do you do with them?
0: It's different every time.
1: See, that's the thing. (laughs) Of course. Yours is different every time. I put mine in the same spot every time. To the point to where, like, even when I think I lost one, I know where it's at because I know the spot that I put it every time I think I lost it. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Like, walk into my closet... And i'm gonna change quick so i'll take my phone and just kind of like throw it on like a shelf in there and then i'll get changed and i'll leave and an hour later i'm like where's
0: my phone well car keys was a bad example because car keys i'm usually pretty pretty organized with wallet is more 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 worse and phone is also worse because like i'll be sitting on the couch have that my phone will be there and then i gotta go dad duty phone stays on the couch all of a sudden now i'm spending the next six minutes looking for my phone to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to Apple. and buying a new one. I'm not even dealing with it. <laughs> Luckily, you can do that. So scrapbooks came out great. Uh, it was pretty cool talking and yeah. getting, getting to getting to know, you know, uh, our hosts.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's more cool that like they invited us here and we're able to do this. Absolutely. It all started from eating lunch in spring training and. Deciding to put microphones in front of us when we
0: talk. Well, it's that, and that goes back to uh, a big reason why we wanted to do this was it's people helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to give a bunch of thanks to all the people that are helping, you know, our podcast uh, get recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one thing that was also pretty cool, we saw uh, the Cubs started a podcast too called Show and Go, and we yeah. saw a clip of Ben Zobrist uh, touching a little bit on the importance of knowing how to use coaching the right way. Do you want to elaborate on that?
1: Well, I'll elaborate on the fact that I think it's awesome that other players are doing. it. I know CC's been doing it for a long time. Uh, even when I played with him uh, a few years back, he was doing it. But <clears throat> I think it's great that that a lot of people are starting to do it, just because um, you know it's it's different when we're sitting here with a microphone in front of us compared to like uh, a reporter standing here with a microphone asking you questions. You know because um well here, we're not
0: well we can't we can't here count. we
1: can paint our own pictures bingo when when a, when a reporter is asking you the questions they're painting the picture so I think it's great that players are, are starting to paint their own pictures and I hope that the fans are enjoying it because that's why we're doing it
0: I agree with that you know as whether whether players admit it or not you know when we have interviews or media asks you know questions or this and that you know
1: you always have a guard up. You always you have careful. you
0: always have your guard up because you can always have the guy who's going to take something that you say and spin it mm-hmm. in the opposite direction, you know. And then now you have a mess mm-hmm. that and you didn't even start in the first place, and you're responsible to clean it up.
1: And they're going to do things like <clears throat> ask you a question to try to get you to say something maybe controversial. And if you don't answer it the way that they wanted you to, they'll ask you the same question but, but yeah, word it but yeah. word it differently. Absolutely, to try to because get they're, you they're back fishing. to that spot. Yeah. You know and what,
0: when we're here, we don't have that. You know what frustrates me? The fact that there's people in the media that have nothing to do but just to go on players' Twitters and go back seven years from when they're 16, 17-year-old kids and look at the things that they tweet or post and then try to imply that it's there's something wrong with their character right now because they said something eight years ago when they were a teenager. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you like it bothers me?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a touchy subject because does it bother me that somebody's digging that deep just to bring up a controversy?
0: Yes, that's, that's, that's the point.
1: Yeah, yeah, that bothers <clears throat> me. I mean, everybody's made mistakes, right? You've probably done stuff in your life that, you, that you're not proud of. Absolutely. And you've still been successful. And I, I would imagine that most successful people, at some point in their life, they did something that if the whole world knew, they wouldn't take it right. You know, like they wouldn't take it very well. And it's just a part of growing up right? It's a part of learning. And that's, you know, there's, there's people, everybody comes, everybody's a kid from somewhere. Everybody comes from a different background, right? Every, there's people that are sheltered. There's people that aren't sheltered. I was exposed to stuff when I was 12 years old that most 12 years old, 12 year olds probably aren't exposed to, you know, and I'm all right. Look at us. We're at themob.com, and we're doing a podcast with microphones with in microphones in front of our face. So it's like you learn from your mistakes, right? And that's what makes you who you are. Like the puppy dog's going to pee in the living room. It's pretty much guaranteed, right? You just got to teach it that it should not pee in the living room. It should pee outside. And every, even after you teach it to pee outside, every once in a while, he might pee in
0: the living room still. No one's perfect, man. Nobody's perfect. No one's perfect and no one has all the answers. Well, I got a lot of answers. We all know that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, I don't know, just seeing just seeing all all that, you know, and I would... Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate it was, that it that un- people have to
1: deal with that yeah. when, when you know, most of them probably thought that that was in the past and they've moved on and grown, and then, boom, here it is again while they're in the spotlight, and they have to deal with it, and that's unfortunate.
0: I would agree. I would agree with that. The only reason I bring this up is because I was scrolling through my news feed and apparently J.D. had to explain uh, himself with the Second Amendment thing. Did you see that? Uh-uh. So... I know, J.D., you know, uh, our families are very similar in the sense that, you know, Cuban American came over with the Cuban Revolution in a place where the government, you know, kind of overthrew by force the country and now the citizens are left with the decision of completely change the way we're going to live everyday life and our freedoms are pretty much going to be not what they were or move, right? and. J.D. defended pretty much a while. This was was years ago. This was before J.D. Martinez fixed his swing, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, it's not like anybody really cared. Right. So, he got to say, he was probably just saying it more for his friends that he went to Flanagan High School with. Right. Right? Who also are going to say ridiculous things on Instagram, and a lot of it is sarcastic. Anyway, so, you know, it was something posted about, um, you know, I guess Hitler disarmed uh, the country or his country, something with his regime before all of that nonsense started, mm-hmm. and you know JD compared it to like I guess people them trying to take away guns or whatever, and you know JD was like, "Oh, well, that's why I always stay strapped." Obviously, knowing JD the way I know JD, he's joking when he yeah. says that, right? Right, hundred percent. And then it just gets bringed up, and people are like, "Oh, JD is 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 you know toting guns around." Is toting guns around. You know, supporting Hitler or whatever it is right. like that, and I, I just I can't stand when when something's taken and just spun around to like cause a problem and cause an issue with basically start pointing fingers and saying there's something wrong with this person's character well this is this
1: is, well, this is what I think happens, okay, so I think that if I'm a reporter or or a media member, right, and I see that, my job. Is to write something that people want to read, right? Right. If JD had two homers
0: this year, they wouldn't want to read it near as much. Not at all. Just like, but he's uh, got a hundred homers, right? Just, just like the guy from the Brewers when no one wanted, no one cared until he was an All Star,
1: right? So if I, if I'm writing, if I'm writing the story, and I see that, I'm, I'm all over that because whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, people are gonna want to read that because it's JD, you know. If it was some double-A player that has three homers and is hitting two thirty, nobody's going to really care about cares. Nobody cares about reading it. So I understand that the media members have a job to do, right? That's their job. That's how they put food on their table. So being in the spotlight, this is what comes with the territory. Do I agree with it? No, right? But they have a job to do, and that's how they choose to do their job. You know, no different than we've been losing a lot of games and our media members want to talk about how we're losing games and not how we're fighting every game and how we're losing games by one or two runs and we're in right. ball games, And it's a disaster. You know what it's I mean? Sad. Yeah. So absolutely. it's, it's no different. They, their job is to write what uh, they think people will be interested in reading, you know? And that's, that's part of it.
0: Right. I would agree. I mean, obviously I just think, I just think all of, media and stuff can sometimes get skewed because a lot of the things that grab attention is 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 controversy and it comes at other people's expense. Mm-hmm. You know, so so instead of instead of <clears throat> I don't know, I think a lot of the issues that we have, especially like in this country, is is based because okay, that person's right and this person is wrong, so so crush them because they're wrong instead of understand why they think that way and love them anyway. Correct. Right? But that's why we started this. That's a big reason why we started that, bridging the gap, homie. Bridging the gap. Uh, so let's go. Let's so let's go. Players' weekend. Right? Players' weekend. Big okay. Deal. Let's talk about your nickname, Nicholas. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the it.
1: The nickname on the back of your jersey was Nick. It was Nick. Nick.
0: My Nick is my nickname.
1: Well, Nick is your your nickname. Nickname.
0: My nickname. Nickname is Nick. My nickname is Nick. Uh, so all right quick let's talk about let's it. talk about it so in, in it's the beginning of like last year right i want to say maybe may a couple months before players weekend and it was a day game and I, I, I remember i show up and i'm in my locker and i have somebody that i've never met before standing behind me with a clipboard as i'm attempting to get undressed and you know put on my workout outfit for the day to start well doing. you're putting on your work clothes i'm, I'm putting on my work clothes yeah. right so i'm getting undressed and i have a guy who's standing here with a clipboard and he says Oh, hey, Nick, I'm so-and-so. Uh, I need your nickname for Players Weekend, or he, call, he calls me Nicholas, mm-hmm. you because know, I, I changed it for the scoreboard purpose. Bing, that's it. But apparently, media needs a story. Yes. Right? So they're going to come they up with need, a huge... They have to write something gonna they want up, people to read. They're going to come up with a huge reason with yeah. some in-depth theory on why I changed my name to Nick from Nicholas on the scoreboard. I'm really? I just wanted to match my driver's license. <laughs> so anyway, so so I'm somewhat like okay what is this i don't know who this is whatever and then he's like well i need your nickname for players weekend do you have a do you have a nickname and i'm like well my name's nicholas and people call me nick so technically my nickname is nick so he's like so nick is your nickname and i said yeah nick is my nickname so he said okay and then i didn't see that guy again and here we are and then and then now when that player's jersey is hanging up in the back of my in my locker it says nick it says nick
1: let's let's talk about let's talk about your name well, my nickname, here's the thing about my nickname, is it's only my nickname like with my family. Shaner? You know? Yeah, like my parents, they called me Shaner growing up as a kid all the time. Uh, they still do it. And then like their friends, you know, like the friends my parents have had for 40 years or whatever, um, obviously I grew up around them or seeing them, you know, once or twice a year. That's what they all called me was Shayner, But none of my friends growing up ever called me Shaner. They just called me Shane but I went with Shayner. I originally went with Shayner because I knew that I was going to get that jersey and then give it to my parents. Yeah. And I would it would be very meaningful to them if I got Shayner and I gave it to them.
0: Do you think which that is what I do you think that baseball would be more fun if every like every game was like players weekend? In more in the sense of not so much the jerseys and everything. Obviously keep the jerseys and uniforms the same but like no regulations on bats, no regulations on on cleats no regulations on socks, uh, any wrist wear, batting gloves, nothing. So like you could you could draw as much attention to yourself or as little as, as you wanted. so you, do you think that'd be beneficial?
1: I think that I think that everybody on the field should be dressed the same as far as like jersey pants, socks, um, hats, you know um, but I think like cleats, obviously jewelry people wear ridiculous amounts of jewelry. some people wear more than others obviously. Um, and then cleats, I think you should be able to do whatever you want. Um, and then bats or batting gloves or gloves. I mean, here's the thing is we started doing this because we wanted people to, to understand us, right. And understand whoever we have sitting next to us more than what, uh, the media's painting that picture of, right? Yes. Well, these players, they only get one weekend to paint their own picture because they don't have one of these in front of them. They don't have a microphone in front of them. So the players weekend is when players get to paint their own picture. I think it would be fun if the whole season players could paint their own picture. I would, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, football players, I've never played in the NFL, right? But I watch a lot of football and these guys, they, they paint their own picture with their cleats. Um, and I actually think that a lot of them have to pay fines when they do it. I don't know that for sure but i know that there's a website that like
0: tells you about all the finds. Well, look at look at Odell. Odell's probably uh, <clears throat> the most, you know, unique, i guess, most uh, out there with mm-hmm. the hair and the emotions and the dancing and the this and the that and he gets, you know, uh, a lot of people have opinions either way. Well, guess what? Everybody knows who Odell is and he yeah, just he, built he his just, own brand and he just t- broke the bank. Mm-hmm. He built his own so brand. So there's, there's something about painting your own picture. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So also, um, with with Players Weekend, you know, we also wanted to say that, uh, hey, it's pretty cool that Major League Baseball is doing things uh, like sending teams out to Williamsport for the Little League World Series. Yeah, like the game in Puerto Rico they did. The game in Puerto Rico. So uh, Francisco told me, Francisco Lindor, he's he's a good buddy of mine, told Told me that that game in Puerto Rico was uh, the the funnest baseball game that he's played. And I said, even more than the World Series? And he's like, yeah. Really? Yeah. He he loved that game. Uh, so much so that what Francisco is trying to do right now is take the announcer that announced Francisco. Like, uh, numero doce, shortstop de Puerto Rico, Francisco. Yeah. Like, the whole deal. Yeah. Get the voice bite of that. And have that plugged in and announced whenever he's hitting at home in Cleveland, similar to what Jeter did. I was just about to say that's what similar actually, to what Jeter did, yeah. and he's running through that now. What I think, I think majorly, if I think major league baseball should let him do that, because now that's that's a bigger picture. That's more of, a, you know, it it connects him more to Puerto Rico. You know,
1: well, it more more than that, it paints his own picture. Yeah. Right, he's very passionate, obviously, about where he's from and where he came from. Right, you obviously know him more than I do, but let me tell you this: he's one of my favorite players to watch play the game. Not only is he an unbelievable baseball player, but the guy's always smiling. Oh, well, he's
0: Mr. Smile. He's Mr. Smile. But let man. me tell you, he wasn't Mr. Smile when his teeth were messed up, because I knew him when he was 16 before he had braces. Well, he didn't. Well, he didn't have money to pay for braces, you know, because right. he didn't come from uh, a lot of cash. So right know he had a jacked up smile there for a minute and then the first thing that he bought when he uh when he got drafted which is the next month or whatever was braces so he went through the minor league the minor leagues with taking braces. grounders with braces Wow! and let me tell you it paid off well no it paid off big time but but taking grounders with braces <laughs> i tell you i have to when i back in the day when i had braces i was a shortstop and taking a bad hop to the lip with braces, with braces hurts <laughs> <laughs> so doing that so doing that in in the minor leagues you know is is impressive but you know now he's mr smile It's mr smile yeah so uh what is another thing that we wanted that we wanted to cover here so with so with players weekend um you know we we touched on players weekend touched on on our our scrapbook touched a little bit on uh the cubs starting a podcast Mm -hmm. how much did we get into the topic of of uh Zobrist and talking about coaching and how to use it the right way.
1: Um, well, I didn't talk about that. I just touched on the fact that I really think that it's a good idea that players are starting to so do this.
0: Touch on touch on the topic of Zobrist and uh, talking about how players need to understand how to use coaching the right way.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing about here, – here, here's my opinion, okay? My opinion is everybody that um, is coaching is trying to help right? That's their job. That's why they chose that job, because they're trying to help. They want to help you get where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they weren't with you when you were eight, you know? They haven't watched you hit as much as your dad has watched you hit, or you have seen yourself hit, right? They haven't been with you through the whole thing, so they're all suggestions. I think that one of the worst things that you can do as a major league baseball player is to be too coachable Yeah. as a major league baseball player. Now, as a high schooler and a college player, you need to be coachable because you're still learning, right? But by the time you get to the big leagues, you've you've been through enough to where you should know yourself pretty well and you should be your own best coach. That doesn't mean that these coaches don't have something that can help you, right? So you need to take every single thing that they say uh, and, and try it. That doesn't mean you have to do it, but try it. Because here's the thing is if – you're doing what he's telling you to do and it's not working out for you, they'll find someone else that it is working out for. Right. Right? So if you're not succeeding, be able to sleep at night because you did it your way. Yeah. Having said that, listen to your coach if you're in high school because chances are he knows more than you.
0: Would you agree? I would agree. I mean, you. All, I also got to – well, it's a, it's a touchy thing, though, because, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of really good coaches out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of not very good coaches out there, mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things. And I think what Zobris was trying to say is, uh, <clears throat> don't be afraid to trust yourself in the heat of in the heat of the competition. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and he talked about like if a coach is telling you one way, but in your heart you feel this way, you know, you have to listen to yourself because when you're playing, it's you. You're competing. You're competing, you know. It's like the boxer. He's in the ring. He's boxing. He only
1: hears what his boxing coach is telling him in between the rounds, right? Right. He's the only one out there getting punched in the face. So he's got to do what he's got to do when he's out there.
0: That's a great – that's that's a good point. So, okay, the last thing – there, we got five minutes left, and the last thing that we wanted to, uh, to touch on was while I was at home and I was scrolling through uh, my news feed, there was a pretty – Pretty interesting uh, article, and it was titled, Baseball's attendance woes have MLB and owners rightfully spooked. Apparently, this is the first year since 2003 that uh, Major League Baseball is on track to miss 70 million in attendance, and we're pretty much going to miss that by a large margin. Uh, Why do you think that is? We got five minutes.
1: Uh, Why do I think that is? I think that it's... There's so much technology now that I can watch a game live on my phone from anywhere, you know. You can watch a game from anywhere at this point. Um, so you don't have to go to the stadium. And you can it.
0: get a condensed version of it in two minutes.
1: Yeah, and on top <clears throat> of that, fantasy sports, right, are taking over. So uh, these people are probably wanting to watch specific players, not specific teams, uh, you know.
0: Kind of like almost in the NFL a little bit. Right. I mean, it's people are more worried about their fantasy league and – that rather than their actual team nowadays. Hundred percent,
1: like. that's me. I can't just watch one football game at a time.
0: That's a big reason why I don't really get into fantasy so much because you know I I kind of enjoy struggling, wanting the Dolphins to win every weekend. <laughs> me and you both, brother. <laughs> so, you know, should we and should we be worried about that? Because do you think that's going to get better or do you think that's going to get worse? Me personally, it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse, and this yeah. is and this is why is because nowadays. Especially with now, you know, the way baseball is, you have everybody throws a 100 out of the pen. You know, angles, launch angles and stuff want homers. So with home run swings, you're going to have more strikeouts. With people that throw gas, you're going to have more walks. You're going to have more shifts, longer innings, more pitching changes. And you're having longer baseball games with a society that wants instant satisfaction with everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything that you want is on your phone. Oh, am I going to – am I going to – Am I going to go and watch this three-hour baseball game or am I just going to play my DraftKings and then after I'm going to have my MLB at Bad App and watch the two-minute condensed version? Yeah. How do you think we combat that? What's the solution there? Is there a solution or is this the road we're on?
1: Um, I don't know if there's a solution. I think think that... um... I think that the game is changing so much and the world is changing so much that we don't we don't know
0: where it's going, right? We can only
1: we can only ride the wave and see what happens. That's that's my personal take on it.
0: Man, it's talking about how like just different, just different uh I'm looking at the article right now. It's talking about the different organizations that have seen the dramatic uh drop in attendance. <laughs> and it's pretty much it's pretty much every team. I mean, other than the the few contenders. That that we have, but in baseball right now, it's it's almost like in in <laughs> in basketball where you in the beginning of the season we kind of knew
1: what teams were what gonna
0: teams be. were going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. you knew the Yankees were going to be there. You knew Boston was going to be in the mix. You know, you knew uh, the Dodgers. Obviously, we have some some teams that surprised, like the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, was another team that kind of took everybody's surprise. The Pittsburgh Pirates are playing a lot better than everybody kind of thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think, I think that's, I think that's kind of, that's, that's kind of scary since 2003, you know? So hopefully, uh, hopefully this is something that, that can get fixed because we like playing in front of people, love, love playing in front of people, you know, uh, good, bad, whether they're cheering for you or against you, you know, kind of when the fans can take the energy of their own and, and. You know, you kind of have that atmosphere that brings the best out of us as competitors. Absolutely. So,
1: the atmosphere is everything. I agree with that. The atmosphere.
0: So, if you have a if you have a choice between watching a condensed version on your phone or going to a baseball game, go, go to, to the, the baseball,
1: baseball game. game. Get yourself a hot dog and a cold bear. Uh
0: get yourself a hot sa- a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> Get yourself a hot dog sandwich and a beer, but before the seventh inning, because then after that after that so they don't yeah, don't drink and drive. So Victor Martinez, you know, 16 and a half year career, 17- year career, has announced his retirement, and this is his last month of his uh his did he his
1: officially career. announce it?
0: Yeah, I mean he unofficially announced it the entire season. I knew yeah I mean I knew I knew every our, our clubhouse knew that this was going to be Victor's last year. Our training staff definitely knew because they know how much uh, stress his his body's under with Absolutely. his knee surgeries and you know him playing through uh, a little bit of a, a hernia you know in the mm-hmm. past years past and you know nonetheless he's ready yeah. to re- to retire he's looking forward to the ranch he's then. he's he's looking forward to the ranch so uh this so this is his last this is his last little you know hoorah and I. And I can only imagine what what's going through his mind right now. I know that he's having his whole family with him on the road uh, with him for the rest of the year, so he's going to have his his uh, three little girls mm-hmm. and Victor Jose with him, his his wife and uh, and this, is it. This, this is, his, is it. this is his last go-around for something that he's done since he was a kid in Venezuela like we ha- like we heard on the podcast, uh-huh. uh, playing baseball with no shoes on behind his mom's house. sneaking out. Sneaking out the window, Sneak, to, go out the window to go play some baseball, and now this is it.
1: Now he's got 16 years in the show.
0: He's got 16 years in the show, and I was talking to him on the plane, and you know he was. It was really cool. And by saying this, I'm not bragging. He's not bragging at all, so no. I don't want anybody to get the sense that he's bragging. He was just reflecting on his career, talking about you know we're on the plane and where we're playing. You know he's playing some poker and this and that, and uh, you know just he's kind of reflecting it all, giving me some. You know, just advice and just some stuff, and he's like, "Man, you know, I never thought that that I would that I would be here, that this would happen, you know." And and I was never that good of a catcher; I had to work. But the one thing that I always just wanted to be the best at was just competing in the box, you know. And and he and he looks at me and he goes, "And you know what, Nick? Like coming from nothing in Venezuela, like my bat has made me 141 million dollars." He says, "Like go get it." Go get Go it. Go get it. You Absolutely. know? And and that was a pretty uh that was a pretty like crazy thing for, for me to hear because you know, like you all you want it, you want it. But then you have somebody that had it and somebody that did it mm-hmm. and is reflecting on on the success of them having it, you know, and where they came from and like you know, hats off to that
1: guy. Let me tell you something about this guy's that okay? He's played for sixteen years and It was either last season or the season prior, so his 14th or 15th season in the major leagues, where it's the best baseball players in the world, which means the best pitchers in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy, we were playing the Toronto Blue Jays, and Aaron Sanchez struck him out three times. And that was the first First time time in Victor Martinez's career that one pitcher – punched struck him three out guys. 3 times in one game and it took him 15 seasons
0: before that happened. I wish I can say the same for me. There's there's a couple of pitchers that has punched me out 3 times. <laughs> but that is that is that incredible? Well, I mean, I'm not a hitter.
1: It's But like it's when incredible. I was a starter I used to punch three guys out sometimes. Yeah.
0: And some of them were really good. No and hate. this guy went 15 years. He's 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 a very special uh competitor. You know, and he's he's very in, he's very intense.
1: There's nobody more locked in than that guy. No,
0: every every pitch he's
1: he is. And let me tell you something else. For this for this to be his last year or his last month or his last two months or whatever, like I have the luxury of being in the clubhouse until the fourth inning, so I see this guy after his first and second abs. And for a guy who's not planning on coming back next year, this guy is still. The most locked in. Like he's done and he's all he he walks straight to the to the video room, sits down in his chair, and starts watching his at bat. Yeah. And starts studying it.
0: He had a you so like he loves soccer. Do you see his spreadsheets and his organization it's stuff incredible. with like his soccer leagues and things like that? It's incredible. It's incredible. You know, but it's no again, you know, like you you see that and like me seeing that, it's no reason. I mean, it's no, it's, it's no mistake or no mystery why he is exactly. the way, why, why he is the way he is, absolutely. you know, uh, people like that are going to find a way to be successful. And I'm sure that now the way he goes about learning how to be a rancher, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's going to have a very successful ranch. Absolutely.
1: Cause he's got a lot of pride and that's, that's what I take from what I've seen him do this season as far as like staying focused and staying locked in and, being on a young team that's rebuilding and we've gone through some skids where like we just aren't winning baseball games you know and then we'll run into like five or six and then we'll we'll lose eight out of the next ten and this guy he's the same guy every ab after every ab and i look at that and i'm like wow this guy has more pride than most because that's what he's playing for right he's not he's not a part of the rebuild
0: No, I think it's safe to say he's not he's,
1: he's He's playing for Unless pride. Unless he's back to coach. He's, play, he's playing for pride, and at the same time, he, he's playing to show us how to play and how to go about it. And I think that that, if, if players pay attention, is is unvaluable. Unvaluable, is that a word? Inva- uh, invaluable?
0: Is very valuable?
1: Very valuable. It's you can't, valuable. You can't, put a, you can't put a price on it, you know? Like the MasterCard or whatever it is, commercials, like, the bus trip was $10. It's priceless. It's priceless. There we go.
0: I like invaluable better. I don't even think that's a word. You're welcome. But it's priceless. It's priceless. It's priceless. But here's the problem with with people is people are not very good listeners. And you don't need your ears to listen. You can listen with your eyes. Mm-hmm. You know? Everybody
1: uh, can hear. Every, most people can hear. Well, not everybody can listen. Most
0: people can hear. Not everybody can listen you know and i think the older you get without learning how to listen the less chance you have of acquiring mm-hmm. uh that skill so i mean that's that's pretty much what i got to say on um, Mart. you know
1: have- love you brother <laughs> wish you the best
0: shout out to to victor's ranch victor- no, victoria's, victoria's ranch. ranch victoria's ranch hey you know what let, let me let me say this i don't care victor might get mad at me but i don't, I don't at this point i don't really care but Victor was. I was. I was in the lunchroom having breakfast, or I get to breakfast room having breakfast, and Victor comes over and he shows me his phone, and there's a drone. I was flying over this, this massive uh, piece of land, and like this, this, this beautiful house being built, and there's a huge like thing of a like of a pool, and uh, he's showing me the outline of the pool, and he goes, "Yeah, like this is gonna be the place you sit, and this is gonna be kind of like a waterfall." And I look at Victor and I say, "Victor." on 3 I want you to say out loud I made it. And Victor looked at me and I was like I don't say it out loud. He goes I want you to say I made it. <laughs> and he looks at me and he gives me five and he goes I made it. <laughs> and, that awesome. and that's and that's incredible man because like there's a there's not many people that can hang up the jersey and cleats and glove when they get when you choose to. Yes. You know? We we're kids playing this game that 99.99999% of us, someone else is going to say you can't play anymore because you're not, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to play the sport that you love anymore. Sorry. Sometimes they don't even say sorry.
1: I doubt they say sorry.
0: They probably don't say sorry. But the very few, you know, walk out on that walk out on their own terms. Special, man. Hats off, man. Hats off.
1: Hats off.
0: So on that note, I think that wraps up our our podcast in uh, this beautiful MLb.com it broadcasting in. booth. Hey, uh, on three, I want
1: you to say we made it.
0: No, we can't say that yet. Well, look at us. Yeah, that doesn't 619, make man. I don't feel comfortable saying we made it yet. I don't feel comfortable saying that. Not yet. not yet. We're on the right path. <laughs> but we got a long we got a long way to go. And we, got, time to get and we got a long we got a lot of topics to cover, you know. A lot of guests to still have, you know. A lot of charities to support. Hold on, time out. Uh, Shane had a great idea that he came up with the other day that we're putting into effect and this is definitely for the people of Detroit. We are going to partner with with uh so Jordan, our what's Jordan's last name? Jordan Fields. Jordan Fields. Jordan Fields um who's incredible at his job
1: he's the best person at his job that anybody's incredible
0: if i was as good as my job as he as as his i'm i'm already a hall of famer uh so we shane and i and jordan we're working together to partner with a children's hospital and what we're going to do is we're going to supply all of the children with paint supplies canvases and everything like that and we're going to allow them to paint uh uh, whatever it is, picture that they want on any topic, anything like that. And then we're going to make an online gallery and we're going to auction them off. And all of, there's going to be a large portion of that, uh, the money that is going to go directly to the child and also to uh, charity. Now, a lot, of, we're, we're crunching out the details with it and we're having a sit-down meeting with Jordan uh, as soon as we get back. Um, Jessica, uh, my girlfriend, is going to be also heavily involved in, in making all this happen. Uh, but we just wanted to put it out there, and uh, any support that you can get um, with with these kids. Um, so ideally, the the big idea is we want to do that with Children's Hospital and um, uh, children in orphanages. Did I say that right? Yeah, orphanages. I think so. Through throughout Detroit, and we want to. We just want to get uh, that out with, you know, just kind of sparking the creative. Uh,
1: Basically, this is let me let me tell the people how I came up with the idea. Basically, I just bought a home. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, like pictures or paintings or artwork or whatever I want to, you know, put on the walls. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could, like, buy a painting or or buy a piece of art that, like, gave back or, like, meant something. Because then it would mean something to me, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I wish there was, like, somewhere I could go to buy a piece of artwork that was made by, you know, some child. And, and when I purchase this artwork it benefits
0: because who's to say that that child's imagination is not just as elaborate and correct as Pablo Picasso's
1: exactly so that's how I kind of came up with the idea because I, I was wishing that I could go online and do that right then and there um and obviously you can't so here we
0: are okay so that's the idea and now we actually have to wrap up because everybody's looking at us through the the glass window saying if hurry can up hear them, they'd probably be so, all right, guys, don't forget your sunglasses on the way out. I'm talking to myself because I left them back there <laughs> behind the TV because that's something I would do. Uh, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Until next and, time. Uh, until next time. Well, actually, tomorrow might be next time because we're hanging out with Barstool, right? Ben is shaking his head. And who else? ESPN or something? Well, we don't know. It's in the yeah. works still. We're in New York City. The Big Apple. Anything Big can Apple. happen. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Take care. See
1: ya.